0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosure Consulting. I'm your host, Angel León, Mosher's Director of Personnel. We're glad you're with us for Episode 6 of Ask Anything today. And with us is one of Mosher's team managers for our analytics department within our data and analytics division, Rick Clemens. Rick is an experienced BI professional with a background in customer service and marketing. Rick specializes in streamlining tasks to improve department workflow and increase efficiencies with a strong focus on data analysis using various BI tools and Python. Rick is also the co-founder of TechUKate. TechUKate's purpose is to promote technical education through means of easy-to-learn coursework that encourages innovation and inspiration for the empowerment of the Indianapolis community of tech-focused learners with a focus on increasing technical programs that target black and brown communities. Rick is here today to talk to us about the benefits of a STEM summer camp for your child. Summer is coming up, so I I know this is in the minds of a lot of parents. So Rick, it's a pleasure to have you here on Ask Anything to talk about such an interesting topic. As I mentioned, summer feels like it's right around the corner, so this topic is probably in the minds of a lot of parents like myself. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks again for, for being with us. So let's start with the organization you work with. And I'm sure I'm going to botch this, but TechUKate, what can you tell us about it? Yeah,
1: yeah so TechUKate, um, it's a program I developed with my co-founder, Calvin Jones. What we do is we focus on introducing technology, whether that be robotics, code, um, Arduino, um, many different introductory level things. Um, to a lot of kids during the summer. Keep them active. That
0: sounds really cool. I mean, for for somebody who went to camp when he was younger and and not have any STEM, that sounds uh, like a a lot of interesting things. I know that uh, my 7-year-old would probably definitely, I mean, he's still too young, uh, but my 18-year-old would definitely uh, benefit from this. So different, like I was saying, different than normal than your normal summer camp. This obviously is in line with STEM, with the STEM education, which is one of the most popular educational styles right now. What can you tell us about the initiatives of the camp and what's done with the children?
1: Yes, yeah, so really this kind of started I went to, you know, space camp when I was a kid. I think I was like 7 year old. I went to my first space <laughs> camp. It was great. We had space ice cream, we learned how to make, you know, airplanes out of straws and different types of things. So I've always really been, you know, techie. I had like the chemistry kits and I'll take apart washers and dryers with little motors. Um, yeah. And so I've always been a dabbler <laughs> into tech. Um, and my son actually, you know, he's five and he was watching home alone and he saw the remote control car and the little gadgets. And we decided to get him a little kit and start. Um, and youth development is just really important and we don't see a ton of it. We see it's really growing in sports. You have all these private coaches and baseball and things, but we don't, we haven't seen a huge growth in the STEM area, um, but it is more and more common. The ages are getting younger. So the goal here is to really introduce, you know, electricity, Arduino and give these very high level concepts. So it's not so out of scope and out of reach, um, for people, once they get older, you know, you can start at a young age and really start to introduce these concepts. This is
0: very interesting. I mean, I, I, I want to go back to what you said about camp. I'm I'm speechless because when I was growing up, I mean, everything I had was just sports camp, like you mentioned. Yep. And not that there's anything wrong with that. Obviously, if you're if you're growing up and sports are interest to you, then then that's great. But you know, you need we need to have a more diverse uh offerings for the kids because not everything is about sports, not everything is about, you know, I hate to say band camp. I'm sorry for those of you who love band camp. <laughs>
2: I was gonna say, I wanted to go to Space Camp when I was a kid, especially after I saw the movie that was literally named Space Camp. I can't remember the, the actress who was like one of the main characters. I think she, she wound up playing Marty McFly's mom in Back to the Future, but I, I cannot remember. I think um, I can't remember
1: her name, but yeah, good,
2: good one for your five year old, I think. Um, <laughs> we'll
1: have to check that one out, add it to the list.
2: Yes, uh, it's literally called Space Camp.
1: Yeah, I we didn't
0: so growing up in Puerto Rico, we didn't have anything similar to Space Camp. I mean, I think the only thing I could say that would top of that is just Beach Camp. I mean, we <laughs> basically spent you know days after days on the beach. So I don't know, Space Camp does sound a lot interesting than staying on the beach and getting sunburn every day. So, but <laughs> <laughs> right, so I understand that your main focus with Tech is fifth through ninth grade uh, kids which are honestly, that's a great age for kids to start learning STEM. Focusing on the older kids though, so basically the ninth graders, how does this help them become more in love with STEM as they see that finish line of high school? Yes.
1: Yeah, so really introducing this to kids, it's, it's hard because if you're not exposed to this, you know, whether you have parents or siblings or someone you know, it's kind of out of reach. You just see these mm-hmm. crazy, I need to know math and I need to be this genius. And it really seems out of reach. So introducing this um, to those freshmen, sophomore, juniors, before they're entering into their, you know, whether it be college, post-secondary boot camp um, really kind of gives them encouragement and hope that they actually have already been exposed to this. And it's not as complex as it may seem. And it's not out of reach. So it's kind of this momentum to continue down this journey and really dig into this potential career path.
0: Well, and you're starting them off. We mentioned fifth grade. Obviously, the hope is that you get you get a kid that's that young and then they come back. You know, I I don't know all the specifics, but maybe have them through their own school, have them go through STEM, then come back the next summer and so on and so forth. So by the time they get to ninth grade, you're hoping that that brain has just been like a sponge
1: mm-hmm. they're
0: basically immersed in stem and so after that ninth grade summer then they go into 10th grade you know as a sophomore in high school now you start thinking wait maybe this is something that i want to do with my life in the future so i think it's a great age to start them but before we were talking about this you mentioned that you had received some some requests for younger children as well
1: yes um i was very surprised so A few schools and programs have reached out and actually have asked for us to come up with curriculums to develop as young as six years old. And, you know, that was incredible to see that. But when you think about today's, you know, the younger generation, they are catching on so much quicker. It's incredible. You'll see, you know, what was a pro athlete, you know, when they were 19, now a seven or eight year old has those same skills. And I believe that's happening in education as well, just because the access to resources. Um, so being able to develop programs and expose, you know, younger kids as young as six years old, it, I mean, it changes the landscape of what our future looks like entirely because the way they think and their creativity and the way they can actually explore these concepts is completely different than, you know, when you start doing stuff a little bit later in life and you kind of have this boxed in theory about what's possible.
0: Well, I was going to say real quick, my son is seven. And this is something that actually happened last night. We were I was reading him a book, I had him and my my four month old son in bed. And so I'm reading him a book. And it's about it's about space. It's about the planets, the sun and all that. And on a whim, he just basically mentioned all the planets near our sun, like 1234567. And I'm like, Whoa, like, you're seven and you already know, I can't even remember what's the closest right? planet to the sun. Like if you ask me right now that question, I'd be like, I don't know. Um, so I only remember that earth is the third rock from the sun, so because just...
2: <laughs> I can do them because I remember my very educated mother just served us nine pizzas, but since they de uh, deplanetized Pluto, yeah, Pluto, now it's like, now it's uh, my very educated mother just served us nachos, I think is what they do. <laughs>
0: Yeah, poor Pluto. I feel for Pluto.
2: I I still recognize it.
0: Yeah. And it's funny (laughs) because you say that, but my son said the same thing last night. He's like, I I still think it's a planet (laughs) and he's seven. So to your point, Rick, you're right. Kids these days, they're more connected. They they learn different than, you know, than we used to. I mean, I'm I don't want to.
2: It's exposure and access. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes. It's just their computers and technology is everywhere now and it's easily accessible where i used to have to not to show my age reserve and 30 minutes on the apple II that was in my school's library and you know that 30 minutes was spent playing oregon trail
0: (laughs) i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything to that because i may or may not have done the same thing but um yeah so here we are so it, it is interesting because kids, like Brian was saying, they do have access to a lot of things that some of us didn't have. And honestly, the things that you're doing, Rick, those items were only just for the schools, you know, the school science club or, you know, that the, the school lab. So only the kids that wanted to do that had access to that. But nowadays, it's like you grab your own iPad and you can start, you know, messing around with a whole lot of things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um- and that's one of the great things is, you know, with the access we have, especially online programs, you know, you can take a physical concept in this digital world, build it, and then actually do it right next to it. So we're, we use a program called Tinkercad and it's amazing. Um, it allows us to pull in batteries and LEDs and a whole bunch of different components and actually build it. And it shows you when you do it right, when you do it wrong, and what would actually happen without it happening in real life. So you, you, you're able to kind of grow a lot more without some of the risks, right? You, you don't have to go worry about. Uh... <laughs> so when I was younger, I was very exploratory, and like I said, I would I would plug motors in. And I remember, I think my dad had a heart attack. I think I was, I think I was nine, and I had this motor from a uh, a dryer that I took apart, and, you know, my dad would give me these big old batteries from a lawnmower or something. I'll play with them. And it just wasn't working. So I was like, I need more power. (laughs) I took the two wires and straight to the wall. Boom! I put them in the wall. Now, I let go. And that was just this big blue ball of electricity. I was like, dad, look at this awesome ball. And he's like, you can just see him snatch me. He's like, (laughs) because I have this ball of electricity just in my room. And that's like very... You look back at it like I, that could have been really bad
0: yeah that could have been a bad day. yeah
1: <laughs> that could have been a really bad day um but when you take things like tinkercad we can experience and expose kids to what would happen if we are not calculating certain things right without the risk of you know frying you know no new hairstyles right. right. so <laughs> or you know um not
2: just making something up that didn't actually happen Accidentally setting my parents or setting your parents shed on fire. (laughs) Again, not something that actually happened.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that tool, Rick, because all I can think about is that image from those kids, you know, those of us who are a little bit older that went to the lab at school. We have the white coats and we have the little tubes, and we were trying to mix stuff in and they just blow up in our faces. So it's kind of nice that kids these days don't have to go through that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, virtual safety goggles yes. are safer than
0: active <laughs> safety goggles. That's, yeah. Uh, so, Rick, real quick. So, where do you find attendees for the camps? How do how do people how do you
1: get the kids in your camp? Yes. Yeah, so, fortunately, we've we started off with a group that kind of inquired with us. Um, it was a hundred black men. They're a group in Indianapolis. They wanted to have a program, so we started a program with them, and they've absolutely loved it. Since then, kind of the word has spread to other programs and other schools and programs have honestly just reached out. So we haven't necessarily had to go find any groups. Um, as we grow, we think we will start hosting our own. But right now, we're really focused on schools and programs that are looking to add um, to their curriculum, to their summers, to their spring breaks, and hosting this one with the students they already have.
2: Have you had any contact with uh, Rose Holman uh, or specifically Dr. Carlotta Berry? She was a guest on the uh, first season of the podcast and she and it was a it was a great mm-hmm. episode she was a phenomenal guest and uh very very good at what she does uh, she i
1: have does not really yet but it. i would i would love to get in contact with
2: her okay we might be able to uh, yeah. put, make a make an introduction
1: yeah obviously she she runs her stem department at
0: rose holman and she is phenomenal she knows a lot and she can definitely talk robotics with you all day long uh, i'm just going to tell you if you haven't listened to that episode she names
1: her robots.
0: So Rick, where could parents find more information on the camps?
1: Yeah, so our website is techucate.education. Um, it's spelled kind of how it sounds. So t-e-c-h u c A-t-e dot education. Um, we have a lot of information there. There's a form, but you can also send me an email at rick.clemens, which is spelled c L-E-M-O-N-S, at TechUKate.education as well.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much, Rick. This has been a great conversation. And, folks, if, if you're interested in, in having your son or daughter attend a great STEM camp, please look up techUKate.education and connect with Rick and the great folks there because they're doing fantastic uh, work right now. So, thanks,
1: Rick. Awesome. I appreciate being here.
0: We'd like to thank Rick Clemens for joining us this week to talk about STEM summer camps for your kids ask you anything we'll be back next week with another episode continuing to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on if you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to explore please reach out to us through our social media channels in the meantime please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts until then we hope you have a stimulating week so long everybody